Welcome to First Churn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like a book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Please mind the gap. Hi. Today we're going to be playing Terminus, designed by Earl Asperas and Thomas Volpe. Volpe? Developed by Connor McGooey. That is a great name. Uh, <laughs> he also designed Earth, which I've heard good things about. Uh, the artist is Edu Valls of Bitoku, and it is published in 2023 by Inside Up Games. You and your competitors' transit companies have been hired by the city to build a subway line and commercial developments to improve the city's bottom line. Manage assets such as time, money, and resources to build your subway line. Gain prestige by completing objectives and fulfilling the city's transit demands. Focus on individual projects, open agendas, or a little of both in an effort to earn more prestige than the competition. Can you stay on track to deliver the city's main needs? Many needs? Oh, Lord. The mechanics are action drafting, connections, end game bonuses, grid coverage, good movement, income, market, network and route building, open drafting, point to point movement, reduce resource to movement, resource to move, rondelle, tile placement, turn order, pass order, variable setup, and worker placement. Wow. <laughs> the, the, I think this is the most that we've ever had listed for a single game. We're going to have fun figuring out how to play this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've been given a lot of clues. <laughs> too many. Yeah. All right, the box are possibly too many clues. <laughs> okay, so it's like a city scene, but it's um like, cross section. Yeah, with um like half of it looking more like a blueprint and then kind of merging into uh the real scene and you can see below the city streets there's a subway train and um yeah it's pretty cool i like the way that it um has that blueprint kind of merging into the real city yeah you can kind of see it also has a like a subway map look to it because there's like a subway line going through yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's neat because it goes like blueprint and then there's kind of the construction in that angle thing cutting through it and then the completed side yeah pretty cool yeah that's what i was going to bring i I like that transition with the blueprint to construction to finish construction it's Mm kind of neat Mm -hmm. unique all right uh based off all this would you pull it off a shelf kate um i'm not sure (laughs) I, i i like the cover as we just talked about it's a cool um yeah cool way that they showed the blueprint to construction to the the city scene. Um, but the description has a lot going on. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'd probably give it a try. Uh, BP. Yeah. The, um, the, the box art is, is interesting. I would probably pick it up to see what it's about. Um, I'll also say yes, but I think I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> um, I, I, the box art looks really cool. And then the description is interesting and I like some parts of it, but I'm worried it's going to be a little too like um, pipeline-esque with like abstracty stuff instead of actually like, if you're actually building a cool subway system, I'm, I, I'm excited, mm-hmm. but I'm worried it's going to be like not realistic. Kiwi? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Eric. I like the box art. There's bits on the description that kind of intrigue me. And if we play a game, if we're about to play a game where we don't have a subway map at the end, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to say. Yeah, me too. All right. Oh, Lord, how do we think it's played? Um, well, we're all what competing. What are we drafting? 
Um, are we in the same city or do we have our own cities? I think we're all going to have our own city. No, we're all in. I think we're all in the same city and we're trying to build. We each get a so line. Are we, we have like conflicting think, subway lines. <laughs> well, maybe we're coming up with the plans. Okay. Yeah. We're all like uh, competing design plans. We're not actually building the subway. Okay. Uh, redrafting subway cars. <laughs> And that is a good question. What are we drafting? Network route building makes sense, right? Station mm-hmm. to station. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Income. I mean, I guess we're technically are going to be building, but I think it's going to be abstract enough. It won't matter. Market. What does the subway market look like these days? <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like? Or maybe, okay, I, I'm picturing like the, uh, uh, like trains in, in Thailand that like go straight through a marketplace. So maybe that's it. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to like pack yeah. up and yeah. put it yeah. on the side as the train comes through. Yeah, we're going to have to intricately design it so we can go through the marketplace. Okay. Yeah, I like this game. Take it off a shelf. Um, <laughs> uh, what is the subway rondelle? Yeah, I don't know. Like a carousel? Like the, uh, <laughs> maybe that's where you get your money because they have to go through the, the rondelle carousel, uh, you know, <laughs> turnstile. Catch it like the rings <laughs> when you ride a carousel and you have to catch the ring oh yeah yeah wait wait are you serious yeah it's a thing okay yeah it's a thing you have to go (laughs) ride the carousel and catch our money (laughs) i'm pretty excited for this game now there's gonna be marketplaces and carousel rings Uh uh-huh um Uh and i think that's exactly how it's played right yeah are we like a subway game or a carnival game? <laughs> What's both? It's a, the carnival but subway. How are they different? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, the history of subway carnivals. Right. <laughs> you know, you guys always are like, it's so random what you come up with. You come up with the most random things. <laughs> one day, one day, we're going to say something and you're actually going to say that thing. Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah. No. I don't, I don't honestly believe that, but it could happen. How about the history of rapid transit? Mind the gap? Okay. Lon- London is the oldest rapid transit. The underground is the oldest underground transit. Um, it was begun in 1863. It was first done um, with steam engines. Um, and despite, <laughs> as you can imagine, tunnels steam not very conducive to anybody's health it was still insanely popular uh they went electric though uh by world war one um so uh pretty early on they found the way to get uh an electric electrifying it um in fact, some of the earliest uh, electrified urban railways began in 1890. Um, obviously, the tunnels look like tubes, which is why the underground is called the tube. One of the other ones that the image ki- I mean, kind of reminded me of a little bit um, was the tunnel in Istanbul. It is all the second oldest uh, urban railway begun in 1875 and it is still in use. So, um, whereas I think even some of the underground, some of their stations are now disused and turned actually into marketplaces. 
So there you go. Um, Budapest also followed closely thereafter in 1896. Um, Le Metro in Paris was begun in 1900. And then I believe uh, in the United States, New York uh, was the uh, first in North America uh, and was begun in 1904. Uh, however, it was built super quickly and had a fully independent four-track line stretching nine miles um, within um, within 1904, and then eventually uh, went out to the Bronx and Brooklyn. Uh, eventually, also would uh, meet up with the Staten Island Railway as well. Um, Chicago uh, was begun in. Um, shortly thereafter, uh, but I don't know that it counts as an underground railway. No way. The L does not count as an underground. Right, because yeah, yeah. it's elevated. That's not a subway. Well, it is listed with many subway systems, I guess, thinking of it as an urban transit system. Okay, I'll accept urban transit. I won't accept okay. subway. Okay. Um, and then, of course, uh, these eventually became popular. Uh, and spread across uh, the globe. A couple that I will just mention, the oldest subway in the Southern Hemisphere would be one in Buenos Aires. Um, and in fact, so it opened in 1913 and the original wood and metal carriages were in operation until 2013 when they were replaced with more modern train carriages. I think that would have been so cool. <laughs> I mean, it may have been run down looking and kind of dirty, but I don't know. Would have been kind of cool. Um, in East Asia, some of the earliest were in Japan. Uh, Tokyo opened up its subway lines in 1927. Um, China did not begin until the second half of the 20th century, but shortly thereafter, in the late 20th century, um, you see them opening up in India, all over China, Hong Kong, and um, let's see, I don't see one listed, at least in this article, for Thailand. But I know I've ridden in yeah, Bangkok. Yeah, they definitely I've have ridden one. the train. But I know I've ridden it through Bangkok as well, and it sounds like most of us have. It is quite an experience. I've only flown through Bangkok. I haven't. No, you haven't been to Bangkok proper. You didn't no. fly underground. I did not fly underground, although that would be cool. <laughs> would it? I feel like it would be dangerous. Oh, um, of course. I mean, flying itself is dangerous. Sure. Uh, I was reading about the uh, the channel tunnel. Um, mm -hmm. the, the original plan, if a train caught on fire, was just to book it to the other end and have <laughs> them fight the fire at the other end. Uh, it never worked out that way. In fact, I think what I read was the very first fire was pretty early on within the first year of it actually opening. And that that was the plan. Like somebody had noticed that something was on fire, like one of the heavy trucks. Uh -huh. And so they were like, OK, just book it through the tunnel. And they made it like a mile and then all the electricity just shut down and the train just stopped. So then they had this giant fire inside the station and the British firefighters and the French firefighters had never really like 
worked together. So they didn't have good communication. And it was just, it was just this whole thing. So they, they completely overhauled their emergency procedures after that fire. But yeah, I just love that the original plan was no matter where the fire is, just, just go, just go <laughs> like hell and we'll fight it on the other They're side. Like one mile in and it's like, yeah, just make it the rest of the way. Oh yeah. So then they changed it to, they would stop at like the first like location you could get to. Uh, and they installed like a sprinkler system. <laughs> it's like a fire extinguisher. Yeah. So there was no like fire extinguishing like system within the tunnel either. And then the second fire that they had, they had like this failure in the. Uh, so there was supposed to be like this exhaust system that would exhaust like vent air mm -hmm. out of the tunnel. Well, the blades were pointed in the wrong direction. So it was like venting air into the fire. <laughs> it just made it worse. Uh. Uh, okay, so in this game, we are all uh, we're in this fiscally irresponsible city, and we've been hired to build portions of the subway system. Wait, I'm saying fiscally irresponsible because it seems like they should be better at uh, contract writing. Why are they hiring multiple companies to do the work that are probably aren't going to talk to each other? Uh, okay, so we're building tunnels and stops in order to connect the districts of the city. We're competing for prestige by managing our resources and completing public projects. The company that does the best keeps their project on the track in parentheses, or not parentheses, in quotations, uh, and wins the game. Uh, what at, wait, what happens to the uh, losing ones? Uh, they probably just lose their contracts and have great shame and never get to build a subway again. Okay. Uh, at the beginning of the game, all players will get two agenda cards. They will select one for their private scoring objective and the other for its number. And the turn order will start in ascending order from each of the player's remaining cards. So that's how the first player is chosen. In reverse order, each player will get to place their prime station uh, in one of the open plots in the city. And then the game will occur over three rounds, which are also called years, with each year consisting of each player going around the action loop a total of three times. So at the beginning of the year, all players are going to collect their annual income. Then they will select their yearly bonus. Finally, they will gain their turn order bonus for years two and three. Then in turn order, players will. So you're going to move your marker around the loop clockwise, uh, skipping any zone that you want to and stopping on a zone to carry out one of its available actions. If the marker crosses the cycle track space, then you're going to move the cycle track marker down for that player. And once you hit that cycle track for the third time, your piece comes off the board. And that's how we indicate the turn order for the next year. So if you finish first, you will go first in the next round. Each zone has a space for the player's marker with no restrictions on the number of players that can stop there. And it will, it's going to have two to three possible actions along with any associated costs. And then some actions have a dual colored action space, which means that they can be done from multiple zones. So uh, we have a develop zone. So in the develop zone, we can pay power to take demand. We can pay permits to build a development on an empty block, and we can move our lobbyists to another area. In the lobby zone, we can pay permits to draw agenda cards, which are end of game scoring. Uh, and agendas are essentially what they are is their stakeholder specifications. So they are stakeholders within your company. So they're making demands of you in what you're building in the city subway. And then you can also do permits to place up to four lobbyists on your projects. And the projects are the city's specifications for the subway. And they only score for players who have lobbyists on those projects. 
In the improve zone, you can pay two coins to upgrade uh, some of your actions and you may pay two more coins and a blueprint for a second upgrade. You can only ever have two upgrades and you can't replace previously purchased. So whatever you buy, that's what you get. And then finally, you can pay coins to purchase blueprints. In the market zone, you can pay coins to purchase permits or pay coins to collect power. In the supply zone, you can pay construction to increase your station capacity. Uh, some points will also require power in addition to the construction cost. So before you have, you can build a station, you essentially have to get all the bits and pieces and parts in order to build that station. So there's a limit on the number of stations that you can build and run essentially. Um, you can collect all the construction from the leftmost depot, uh, or you can pay two, three, or five coins to collect one, three, or six rails and put them in your rail storage. And then finally, in the build zone, you can pay a permit and two construction. Uh, if you're gonna build another station, then you're gonna pay one blueprint for each station you wish to build. So you can place rails from your rail storage onto open rail spaces to, correct, to connect your terminus which is the end of the line to another stop, either yours or another player's. Mm. This means it'll be one long continuous rail without branches. Uh, if connecting to another player's station, you earn one power and they earn one coin uh, and you don't have to pay the blueprint cost. And then finally, you can build a station by taking a station to the left of your capacity marker and putting it on an empty plot adjacent to rails just placed. And then the game ends after each player has completed three rounds of the action loop in the third year. Players earn points from their stations adjacent to developments, lobbyists they've placed on public projects, personal agendas, demand collected, and finally one point for every four coins. If the score is tied, the player with the fewest remaining stations is the winner, then the player with the most coins, and after that they share the victory. And that's pretty much the rules. <laughs> Well, let's play. We just finished a game of Terminus. To recap, BP had 14 development points. Kiwi had 23 long train line points. Kate had 32 hub points, and I won with 39 demand points. Strategy. So all of the development and lobbyist stuff seemed really confusing, so I just didn't do it. And demand seemed really easy, so I did that and got a lot of points. And then I built stops in Chipper's Row because there's a dog named Chipper that I like. <laughs> uh, and that got me points, so... That was my strategy. <laughs> I wanted to build stations, so that's what I did. I wanted to build lots of stations and have a super cool line. Yeah, that was at the start of the game. I thought like all this lobbyist stuff seems boring. I want to build subway. Um, I was trying to meet my agenda. So yeah. Yeah, I, I will say that I was using my agenda as a place to start my line. Yep. But in the end, I just wanted a really long subway line. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what I did. I was like, oh, it says Chippers Row. I'll build there, and then I just tried to build a. A normal looking subway there. A BP strategy. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a word that people use sometimes. I don't know that I really ever do. Yep. I mean, I was a, you did actually try to do all the lobbyist stuff at the start, which seemed uh, impressive. 
Sure, because I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, yeah they were they were bold claims. Yep. All right, uh, theme. Did you feel like you were uh, building a, a subway line? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> normally that would be fun and something that I might enjoy from the game, but no, I didn't get that out of it. I'd agree with that. I mean, you're building like point to point, which is kind of, you could almost kind of times like see a subway line develop. I feel like all like the development stuff didn't really, you're just placing tiles down Mm -hmm. that cubes, which I can't even remember what they were right now, other than power. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And for some reason I spent power to get demand. I don't know. I did what I was spending. Didn't really make any sense either. Yeah. And the agendas kind of like work in the opposite direction. Like it doesn't make any sense that I wanted like 10 stops in the one area. Yeah. That was also kind of weird. Uh, you guys. I felt like I was making lines. Yeah. But I didn't feel like I was doing anything with subway lines. I mean, and like the whole development seemed like it could have been cool from the description. And I just think it was kind of confusing. Yeah. Like the, but I think development, I think of like the cool underground, like malls at some of the stations. Yeah, that's what I was mm. thinking too. Or, um, like that Crystal City Mall and yeah. the Pentagon City yeah. Mall. Yeah. Or like in London when you pop up and you're in a grocery store. That's kind of cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that would have been, would have been neat, but I don't know. I don't even know what they were supposed to represent. Uh, table presents. What did you think? Oh my gosh. It was so overwhelming. And I think I said this too. It was like, oh, this looks like a Euro game. Um, there's just Euro games can look good. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's true. Well, there's just so many trackers and so many icons. Um, I don't know how you would ever keep any of it straight without playing it. I mean, I think both. It, it sounds like Eric, you also pulled up the reference sheet at one point because otherwise it was just almost impossible to keep track of what everything was. I think Kay had the rule book up. I was just making up what the symbols meant. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. I I think this is just a visual assault on the eyes, like the colors mm-hmm. and the squares overlapping, and like the cool part should be the subway lines, which you could barely even make out in the like mm-hmm. uh, just cacophony of color and symbols. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. I yeah, I agree with all that. It's definitely a letdown after that cover. Yeah. Yes, it is so opposite of the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just way too busy. I, I was looking at it one last time before I closed it, and it was just like, ah, this is just. I mean, it's rough. It's too busy. It's too much. My thought was like, what would be really cool is if it was like Cape May. Remember Cape May was like rubble, mm-hmm. and you built stuff on it. Imagine if there's like an yeah. overlay of a city, like above ground, and then you put down tiles that are like a cut through into like the underground, and you could have a really cool mm. looking map like that. I think there's cool stuff you could do here, but um, uh, mechanics, Kiwi, which of which uh, of the 50 did were your favorite? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I do. I think I like the rondelle in general as a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of the idea that I could only like, I have to decide what actions are most important to me at that time. Yep. So I might want to skip some and I want, might want to you know not skip others. So I think that was the part of the game that I liked the most because um, I think it it's the most similar to worker placement um, without it being actually worker placement. So 
Yeah. The game I played, I liked. Okay. Mechanically. Cause I was just mostly doing collect resources and build trains. Uh, I did get the wild card, which made the resource collection a little bit less tedious, which I think Kate felt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, then they just added all uh, it's one of those games where they just add so much other stuff on it that I feel like the core of the game could have been like good mechanically, but then it felt like too much, like all the lobbyist stuff and all the extra. I was like, I do not, I'm going to have a hard enough time with these actions. I don't need more actions to choose from. Mm -hmm. I think there were some pieces in there that I liked, but then there was just too much other stuff. Yeah. I sort of agree with that. Like, I think, or I agree with the too much aspect. <laughs> like, I think like the, the rondelle and the worker placement, it all, it could be, it can be a fun puzzle to figure out like, okay, I need to collect these resources to do this thing. But it was just like, I think a step too far. It just made it more frustrating than yeah. fun. And like, if you miss one thing, you're like, okay, yeah. well now I have to yeah figure out, do I just... I think like a few times we all just sort of skipped half the board to go to the or a whole round mm-hmm. just to go to the next thing because we're like, I don't want to think about the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think at one point I actually said the first two, like they just were not worth whatever they were offering. Oh, I didn't stop on them until the last third year or whatever. Rules. Okay. We kind of covered this. <laughs> Learning the game. Bit rough. Super rough. Yeah. I'm still confused. <laughs> I think I didn't get it by the end. But again, I didn't look at any of those bonus actions. I didn't do any of the policy. The game that I played, I really simplified it for myself. And it kind of seemed to have worked out. Because I thought I was going to get last. Because like I'm not going to touch any of these aspects of the game. Because they seem too complicated. Um, but Which then makes you wonder, why, why are, are they in the game? game? Yeah. 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 And even the basics of like building... I remember the first time around, I was like, how do I build a train station? And he told me so much stuff. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go around. (laughs) (laughs) The rule book was rough. I I think so. It was a Kickstarter. I'm pretty sure that this is probably like whatever finished up uh, rule book they had at the end of the Kickstarter. And then nobody really updated it on either BGG or the publisher's website. Because I always check both just to make sure that you know, whatever rule book I'm downloading is the most current. Um, but I've seen some like social media posts with this box in, in hand. So I, I hope, I hope that the rule book that they sent out was not what is available online because it was hard to find things. Um, there's stuff that's like, Oh, you can find out more about developments on page number, number sign. sign, number sign. Yeah. It's like, well, that's so so I think it's kind of weird because I do, if it's a more complex game, I usually like, I don't try to get it if it is too new or haven't, haven't heard much about, but I feel like I've, like you said, on social media, like I've seen the box around. So it's like, oh, maybe this will have updated stuff because it seems like it's got some hype and some attention, but yeah, I guess not. No, I, I hope that they fixed the rule book because it was difficult. <laughs> I will say not the worst rule book I've ever had to deal with, yeah. but it wasn't good. Player interaction. Uh, I think we, talk, we, t- we, we talked to each other. Occasionally Did talked we? to each other. Uh, not necessarily about the game. Mostly we were trying out to figure out whose turn it was. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, also, it's one of those games where I felt like Kiwi wished we weren't here because he just kept wanting to go to his turn and keep playing. <laughs> and <it was> like, <laughs> not to criticize you. I just, I, I always think that's funny because it's like, oh, it's always a sign to me that there's not much player interaction when you just 
as the person who's trying to, to quote, run the game and like, you know, keep everyone on track, you have no idea where we're at. It's like, okay, this, this is such little interaction then. Which is which is funny because I try really, really hard not to be. I just kept losing track of where we were. Yeah. <laughs> and then it didn't help that the the turn order changed. Well, the <laughs> just made it worse. Turn order changed, and then you had to go to the rule book. And in that, we kind of forgot who was going. And then if somebody yeah. asked him questions, he, yes. It, yeah. it was, it, we really should have instituted the... Uh, Pandemic the pandemic rule. rule, which is mm-hmm. no one's allowed to talk about anything until we finish this person's turn. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. The problem is it's just, yeah, like there's so little interaction. You're like, well, I can just get my turn started because I really don't care about what the other person's doing. I, I guess the only thing that yeah. really affected would be cost of resources, but. That affected it, but not even close to a level where you're paying attention. And the only time I paid attention to the cost was um, I really needed blueprints and I was waiting for you guys to do some building yep. so that the blueprints would be cheaper. Yeah. All right. Would you play it again, Kate? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, lots of things that I already talked about. Um, yeah. On that last part, interaction, which is something that would make the game fun. Like if you're going to spend this much time trying to learn and play the game, you would want it to be fun. Um and yeah, what I said before that the, the two, it was just like a couple steps too far into too much to making it too puzzly that it's no longer fun. It's, it's frustrating rather than fun. Uh, I will be no. Uh, I just want to make a cool subway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should have been able to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there could have been, a, uh, there's a good game in there if they just trimmed it all down and, uh, made it look cool but kiwi uh no uh i'm i'm in the same boat as eric i like we i don't even think we ended up with like a cool looking map at the end no. mm-hmm. so, so here's here's what i would have liked to have seen right instead of having the districts you could still have the tiles but have the tiles be like monuments the government center yeah. and then you're connecting so then you're actually building like you know Washington, D.C. was Washington, D.C. before they put in the metro. Mm-hmm. So then you have these lines that are just like, like nuts. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the red line on the metro, it does like this crazy U shape. <laughs> like, yeah. why does it do that? Like, like the what's puzzle the point? was trying to come up with a crazy way to connect things. That would have been cool. But, yeah. I mean, Kate, so, Kate's metro then, was just a circle because mm-hmm. she was trying to cram them onto one district. Yep. <laughs> I was like, that's so yeah. dumb. Yeah. So, but, but in that case, like if you, if instead of having like a map where it's like, okay, I always know that the the monument is in this space. If you have, you can create variable setup like by, yeah. you know, randomizing, you know, randomizing where the pieces mm-hmm. are. And then you're just trying to connect like, uh, you know, I have a, the mission of connecting this, this spot stop and this stop. Mm-hmm. And so it like drives you to like create these things. So I feel like, you know, a mix of what we had and maybe like took it to ride. Where you had a hey, we need to have mm-hmm. a, a high speed rail from stop A to stop B. But then actually get more incentive just, to connect because like you know a subway map, they all yep. interlink and the lines merge together here and there. So like giving incentives mm-hmm. to do that would have been cool too. Yeah, because then you could have like you know your Lafont plazas and metro centers where you have mm-hmm. all the lines coming together in a single stop yep. and. Yeah, yeah. it just it wasn't that. And it was really disappointing. And for a three hour game that was just disappointing at the end, like it's just like, I don't want to do that again. Uh, BP? No. I'm shocked. (laughs) I know. (laughs) 
um, my solid 14 points. Now, I, again, um, there was just, it was too much. It hurt my head at the beginning, <laughs> just playing it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say I, I did not really enjoy teaching it. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Not, not like, I think we've been through this before. Like, right, right, right. My enjoyment comes from you guys enjoying it and like the frustration that you guys were having, not understanding what you were supposed to be doing. And my frustration that because I also didn't really understand what we were supposed to be doing, it was hard to teach it. And it was just like, ah, this is not an enjoyable experience. Yeah, I think it's weird, too, because I don't think it's actually that complex of a game. They just managed to make it seem like it was by adding stuff to it. Right. I feel like we played more complicated games that were easier to learn because it actually flowed and made sense. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. All right, that was Terminus. <laughs> so, if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail or Twitter and Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says, mind the gap. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. I've done New York where it's just like, <laughs> get the fuck off the floor. <laughs> <laughs>